How many of y'all believe God's an awesome God out there? Come on. Am I in the right place? Come on. He's an awesome, awesome, over-the-top God. That's what I believe in. So excited to be with you today. I believe God has something special to encourage you, to equip you, and to help you be more like Jesus. How many of y'all say that sounds like a good idea? Come on. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great group of people here today. And God, they want to know how to have courageous faith. They want to know, Lord God, uh, who you are and what your word says. So God, grant me your, uh, your favor and your grace to communicate. And grant us the ability to hear you, Lord God, and understand who you are in a better way today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hey, we're, um, we're, we're like actually winding down on a series. We've been going through the whole book of Joshua in the Old Testament. And we have this week and next week, we have two to go here. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 22 today. Courageous faith, Joshua 22. And again, I believe God's going to encourage you. And I believe uh, you're going to leave here more like Jesus. Because that's, that's the goal for all of us here. How many of you have ever gone through like a transition? High school to college, college out of college, single to married, anybody, yeah, there we go, come on, there we go, yeah. And how many of you know it can challenge, it can challenge everything you kind of believe, it challenges everything about your, your concepts, like what do we believe? And transitions challenge us. Whenever we go through a transition, it challenges what do we believe, how do we believe it, you know, it challenges what, do, what really matters. I was with, um, I was having breakfast recently with a young man. He asked me this question. It was a really good question, but it kind of stumped me at first. And uh, he said, said, Pastor Rick, what three decisions did you make in your life that had the most impact on you in your life? And so I did what any of you would do. I repeated the question to buy myself time. And then I repeated it again to buy myself more time, okay? Because I thought, I said, that's a good question. I said, that's a good question. I'd like to know the answer to that question. And so, um, and so I said, okay, here's my best shot. And I've been pondering this a lot lately. I'm not telling you you should have these values. I'm just telling you a way to do it. And so I just said, okay, here's, here's three of them that I think really have impacted my life greatly over time. I says, number one, it's just, I, I made a decision a long time ago. I'm going to love my wife. I'm going to lay my life down for her. I'm going to spend the rest of my life convincing her that I love her and demonstrating that no matter if she ever does anything in return for me. How many of y'all think that's a, that's a good one? Okay. All the ladies are really like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the second one was, I said, you know, um, Natalie and I for... Uh, the decades we've been married, we just said, we're going to be generous. We're going to live very generous lives. We're going to give financially. We're going to give of our lives. We're just going to live with generosity as a key value. That's just, we're always going to do that. And number three, I said, listen, um, I said, what, what we're going to do here is being a part of a local church is never going to be up for grabs. We're going to be a part of Jesus' church. We're just going to be a part. We're going to do this. This is never going to be a choice, like never going to be a decision we have to make. Those are just three that have, that have guided our life, guided our lives. So whenever there's a transition, whenever there's things, we're challenged in what we believe, how we believe it, so these three things are going to, going to remain here. Now, many people have different things that they, they go to. Uh, many people have Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Now, I've talked to a lot of people. That's a real popular verse. And they like, to, they like it this way, that we're going to do just. We're going to love justice and love mercy and to walk humbly with our God. How many of y'all think that's a great one? Yeah, that, a lot of people have that as a go-to. See, you got to have a go-to verse. you got to have a go-to 
primary premise of your life. Because it's going to get challenged. And if we don't have one, anything's going to suffice. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, and he will make your path straight. That's a go-to. See, these are, these are go-tos. We have, to, we have to have those because they're going to be challenged in our lives. In Joshua 22, there's a significant transition happening with God's people. And there's a significant something that Joshua communicates with God's people about this transition, and he goes back to a go-to. He's okay, this is the go-to, because things are changing here. Things are going to, things are, your, your, your world's changing. Now, now listen, transitions require repetitions. How many parents do I have out there? How many of you, like, listen, when you become a parent, you lose the ability to ever say things once, okay? I'm telling you, you lose that ability. It's gone forever. I mean, you just start, you just start, anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on, like, it's just, I'm going to repeat this. I mean, I remember leaving the house when our kids got old enough. You will not use the stove in Jesus' name. You will not leave this house. You will not let anybody else into this house. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You, like, there's these, there's these things you're going to repeat over and over and over again. God has some of those in the Bible. He really, really does. And, 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 and they're go-tos. They're things we have to hold on to. See, in Joshua chapter 22, God's people were going into the promised land, and there were, there were all these ites they had to remove. There were groups of people that were contrary to God's way that they needed to be removed. And, and there was war. Now, two and a half tribes, remember God, God you know, spoke through tribes here, two and a half tribes were going to stay on the east side, but, but all their warriors, 40,000 40, warriors, where's all my warriors here today willing to, willing to fight? Come on, men and women, come on, come on, lady, come on, come on, we're warriors, we're fighting for, fighting for the righteousness here and, and grace here. And, and so they went and they fought for about seven years. The men were fighting alongside of other God's people, fighting to remove evil so that people could receive their full inheritance. They got their inheritance. Now that time was over, they distributed the land. It was all distributed to a place where, um, where, where he says, okay, now you're going to leave here and you're going to go, you're going to go back to the, your inheritance. So there's a significant transition taking place. Transitions require, what do they require? That's right, repetitions. That's what this is. That's what it's all about here. So the book of Joshua covers about 25, 30 years, somewhere in there. They were fighting about seven years at this point. There's a common thread through the 24 chapters in Joshua. It's obedience. It begins with obey God, meditate on his word. It ends with obey God, meditate on his word. And everywhere in between is like obey God, meditate on his word. I mean, it's like over and over and over again. If you want faith, this is how we're going to have faith. How many of y'all could use some courageous faith? Come on. I do. I, I'm looking for that in my life. So this is where we pick it up here. Y'all with me here? So Joshua 22 verse 1. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben and Gad, the half tribe of Manasseh. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. How many of y'all, that's, that's really good. You've obeyed everything I've given you to do. How many of y'all, that, that's really, really good right there. Come on. And during all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. 
And now the Lord your God has given you the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. The word command, commandments, obey, six times in five verses, in these first five verses. I'm going to get to the rest. The first three are all about you have obeyed the commands. You have done what you're supposed to do. You have done this. Way to go. I mean, over and over. That's, what, that's basically what he's saying. You didn't desert your, your, your brothers. You fought with them. You fought for them. Come on, you, you did all the, all the above. Now, now I want to I push pause right now and say Bridge City Church, Murraysville, I just want to say, way to go. No, no, I really want to say, way to go. You've obeyed God. You've been doing it. You've been serving. You've been diligent. You've been faithful. You, listen, you have been all of these things. Listen, I don't, if, you have, if you were not able to be at church in the park last week, you need to go online and watch it online. Watch it again and again. It was a beautiful expression of God's people coming together. It's all on there. 24 people got baptized last week. I think that's a pretty big deal. I think that's significant. There, there, there were people who crossed the bridge to life, who, 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 who decided to make Jesus Christ the forgiver of their past and leader to their future. I think that's a big deal. Come on, see, I like it. we were celebrating together. We were seeing a picture of all of us together. And not only because of that, I'm using that as an example, but I want to tell you, way to go, church. No, I want to tell you, way to go. I believe that God blesses uh, obedience. He blesses when we, when we follow him and when we serve him. And, and, and I believe God is saying, y'all are doing good. Okay? Did, did you receive that? I mean, that's pretty good. Just, just like Joshua said, way to go. But Okay, and then we're going to look down at verse 5, but... How many of y'all, did you, did you see that one coming? Come on, did you see that one coming? Come on, did you, did you see that? Oh, I knew that was coming. Yeah, um, but be very careful, but be very careful to obey all the commands and the instructions that Moses gave you. Wait a minute, you just said we're doing it. You just said everything's fine. You just said we're obeying all the commands. But he says, ah, but be very careful. Be very careful. Come on, obey them all. Love the Lord your God. Walk in all his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went home. They went, they, they went, back, to, went back to their inheritance. So here it is. You're doing great, but you got to be careful. Now, why do we need to remember this? Um, there's a lot of statistics out there right now. I read a whole bunch of them this week. In um, the average attention span right now, the average attention span, okay, is 8.25 seconds. Yeah, I know you're saying it's not nearly that high. Come on. Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's not nearly that high. Come on. Give me a better stat, you know. No, it, I mean, because of the screen time, because of the way our brains are being programmed right now with screens and things changing. In a lecture format like this, it's about 10 minutes. Now, I know what you're thinking. Pastor, when are we going to have a 10-minute message, okay? That's why we have a message broke up into three parts, three 10-minute parts, okay? Because we hit restart. And I was like, oh, come on. There's another good point. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's about 10 minutes. Why? Because we forget. I mean, we're, we're, we're quick to forget. Am I right? We are. We just forget when things go, things go, you know, I've been doing really good. I've been eating good, getting exercise. I, I went, um, went to Idaho Park yesterday, and man, it was like temptation was all around me. Potato patch fries. Cheese and bacon. Come on, somebody. I mean, if cheese and bacon are good, gravy with it's even better. Come on. Do I have a witness? Come on. I mean, you might as well, I mean if you're going to go for it, just go for it. Come on. Now, I quickly forgot what was going on, and I dove in. And I, I remembered it this morning. Come on. I said, oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. But we forget. Come on. And so be very careful. So here's be, be very. Be very. There's a word called muchness. Now, I didn't make up that word. It was actually written. It was actually written. There was muchness. Now, here's your assignment for today. I want you to use this word sometime today. I want you to, you know, when your waitress comes to your table, say, I would like some muchness of my um, Italian dressing with my salad. Okay, I want you to try to use that there. Muchness. Be very careful. Muchness. Exceedingly diligent. It's like, okay, be, look, look. It's like, come on, you really got to get a hold of this. Come on, you're, you're doing great, but we got to grab a hold of the future and be careful to keep watch, to persevere. I, that's one way, persevere, but to, but to preserve. It, it's like you got to grab a hold of this. You, you, it's a go-to. See, we all need a go-to. Transitions require repetitions, and he's saying, you, we need a go-to here. we got to have a go-to. Listen, you've worshipped, you've obeyed, you've done all these things. Listen, but we got to move forward here. So here's your big idea. You ready for the big idea? Here it is. Here it is. Courageous faith requires fully devoted followers to, re- to remember the love of God. It, to remember the love of God. And, and, and then to walk in his ways. To walk in his ways. And, 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 and then to serve God. There's three things. There it is. See, see courageous faith requires these three things. You've got to love God. Walk in his ways. Walk in his ways. Okay? And serve him. That's it. So we're going to look at verse 5 here, which is a key verse in here. In verse 5 there, what's it first? The first thing it says, it says, listen, love the Lord your God. Man, it never gets any deeper than, man, just loving God. Come on. I just want to, I just want to love God. Why? Because he loves me. I just love him, and I remember, his, I remember his love because it propels me into the future. It propels me to do these things. It propels me in that way. Um, Natalie and I, in October, we're going to celebrate 34 years, and I want to let you know, I'm more in love with her today than I was 34 years ago. Now, would you be happier if I said, yeah, you know, it's all good? Would that be better? No. No, I'm more committed. Why? Because we've been through ups and downs and challenges, and we've proven to be faithful. The same is true with God. God and I, we've gone through ups and downs and all arounds and challenges and all the above, but that makes me more committed to him, not less. See, that's the joy of this. That's the joy of being, being connected. Not only that, tomorrow marks for me personally 43 years, 43 years of being a follower of Jesus Christ. I am like, now this is a big deal. Actually, this is a bigger deal to me than my birthday. And I know some of you didn't even know I was that old. Okay, thank you. 
Okay. But this is, that's a bigger deal to me because God has proven himself faithful so much when I remember his love, when I remember his goodness, when I remember all those things, that makes me more committed, more in love with him, more radically saying, God, here I am. Am I in the right place today? See, that's what, that's what kind of love I'm talking about with God. And, 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 and sometimes we just take it for granted. It's easy to take God's love for granted. Am I right? It's easy to take one another for granted. It's easy, it, it's easy to take everything for granted. It's easy to take indoor plumbing for granted until you go to a third world country. You're like, Jesus, take me home. I'm not home home, just to my home in the United States. Come on. Just making sure you're still with me. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, see, it's easy, but we need to remember that when we're, when, we're, when we're going through a transition, what really matters, I'm going to love God. It's, it's about the awesomeness of God. May we never lose the awe of God. May we never lose the awesomeness of our Father in heaven's love for us. But it's easy to get lost. It's easy to just kind of take it for granted. Okay, why is this a go-to? Let's look at um, a New Testament scripture. Jesus, red letters, Matthew 22. Somebody comes to Jesus, and, and they say, what's the most important commandment? What's the most important commandment? They're, they, really, they're trying to trick him here. They're trying to trip him up, okay? He says, you must love the Lord your God with all your, and with all your, and with all your, yeah, this is the first and greatest of commandment. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the commands, it, it hinges on these two. So in the New Testament, what was Jesus' go-to? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Love him. Make sure that this love relationship is working here. It's open. Okay, let's go back to the Old Testament. Why did Joshua say this? Because if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, it's called the Shema. And it means to hear. It's a Hebrew word, Shema. It means to hear. In the Jewish tradition, even today, a good Jew, a good Jewish person who practices, recites this prayer twice a day. They recite these verses. How many of y'all know if you recited out loud these same verses every single day, twice a day, how many of y'all know it would be in there? Come on, how many of y'all, you, you would just start reciting. You would just start going for it. it, would, it it's in there, you know? I, I mean, I grew up in a Catholic church, and you put me back in a Catholic mass, I just start, I mean, it just, it just starts coming out. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It just starts coming, it's in there, you know? I haven't, I haven't been there for, you know, decades and decades, but it's there. This is, the kind, this is that repetition. This is that, it just comes out. That's what, that's what he's saying. So the Shema, to hear, means listen. Hear, O Israel. That's what it is here. The Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your, with all your, and with all your, these commandments I give you today will be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down, when you walk around, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and your gates. Go to Old Testament, Deuteronomy 6. 
Joshua over and over and over, love the Lord your God, love the Lord your God, you know, walk in his ways, obey him, New Testament, Jesus, love the Lord your God, walk in his ways. Are you getting the picture here? How many of y'all, though, we need reminded? Yeah, we need reminded because we, we live in a crazy world and in, 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 in all these other things become important rather than, you know what, what does God say? How can I love him and serve him and know him and obey him? That's the joy of it. You see, this is a love. When I talk about love, I mean, it's more, it's, 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 just, it's a true-hearted loyalty to one's king. It's almost a political term, love. I mean, I'm true-hearted. I'm loyal to the king. You can question a lot of things, but I am loyal to Jesus. I am loyal to him in the way I speak, by my actions, by the text threads I send, by what I post or don't post. Glory be to the Lord. Yeah, see, I'm, everything about my life, my finances, my character, my integrity, everything demonstrates my love and my loyalty to Jesus Christ. That's what this is about. That's what this is. And you know, sometimes, j just like, just like a, a relationship, we don't understand everything, but we trust that God is good. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. He's all these things, and so therefore, I'm going to live out of devotion. I'm going to live this love relationship. Hold fast to this. Hold firm to him, because there's everything around us pulling on us. I want to read a couple verses to you that's just been so on my heart as I looked at this. Let's, let's look at Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8. And I believe God's going to speak to some people in the room today. I believe this is going to be your God moment right here. I believe this is it right here. And that's this. For thus says the Lord of hosts, after his glory sent me to the nations who plundered you. I believe in my heart as I was praying. There are many people in this room right now, you feel plundered. You feel like something's been stolen from you. You feel like something hasn't worked out for you. you, you maybe it's anxiety. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's just hopelessness. Maybe it's all, anything that the enemy has plundered. But I want to keep reading this, and, and, and I believe what God wants to say is this. He who touches you touches the apple of his eye. How many of y'all have ever heard that saying before, apple of his eye? Have you ever heard that saying? That was, I'm, I'm dating myself. It's okay. Um, but it's, it was, it's a saying. What this really means in the Hebrew, this means that you're so close to somebody that you can see your, your shadow, your reflection in the pupil of their eye. How many of y'all know you got to get really close to somebody to see your reflection in the pupil of their eye? Now, if I were to come off the stage right now and go to each one of you and just look at you real close so I could see the shadow in your pupil, how many of y'all would say, you need to back off? <laughs> go ahead. You can raise your hand. It's all good. How many of you say, this is awkwardly close? How many of y'all? Yeah, the, there's many guys saying here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is you're so close to God that your reflection is in the pupil of his eye. You're in the center of his eyes. 
He hasn't forgotten. He hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't left you. He isn't just pushing you off. I believe that God and what he's saying to you is, is, listen, I can see you. Your reflection is here. You may feel plundered right now, but he who touches you touches the apple of my eye. How many of y'all, that's an encouragement for you today. God sees. He knows. Oh, it's about to get better. Come on. This is it. Let's look at Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, the mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. This is, this is God. He's going to quiet you with his love. How many of y'all know there's times that we need quieted by his love? Yeah, I do. But not, not just that. He exalts. And this word exalts is like, he is like singing over. He's rejoicing. He's like singing. And how many of y'all know, if God's going to sing, it's going to be loud. Yeah. It, he's singing over you with loud singing. He's rejoicing over you. He's singing over you. This is what he thinks about you. So when I say we're going to have a love relationship with God, it's not, it's not a feeling that I sometimes have and don't. It's based on his great love for me. I'm going to respond to him in a great way. And I'm more in love with him. I'm more committed with him. I'm more, there's more joy and more peace and more love where that came from. That's what I'm talking about. This is our go-to. We're going to love God. This is the go-to in times of transition. We're going to love God. This is what we do in this house. This is what we do in this family. These are, this is what we stand for. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be God-honoring. How many of y'all that was helpful for you right there? Come on, was that helpful to you? That spoke in your heart right there? Come on, I believe that with all my heart. Courageous faith requires Fully devoted followers to love God. And then next, walk in his ways. Walk in his ways. Verse 5, let's look at it again. Be careful to obey all the commands and instructions. Walk in his ways. Obey his commands. Hold firmly to him. Oh, this is it. Walking in his ways. I'm going to hold firm to him. I'm going to walk in his ways. How many of you know the way you walk says a lot about you? The way you walk is significant. The way you walk, you can't veer off. I'm going to walk in his. How many of y'all know we're going to walk humbly? We're going to walk and we're going to serve him. I'm going to die to myself and put him first. Is that a good way to walk? Come on, I'm going to walk in, in everything that I do. Everything, every way I walk. Over and over. And over. I, I don't have near the time this morning to, to list for you all the ways that we walk in his ways. But those are a couple. Humbly, as a servant. Dying to myself, looking, for, looking out for his best first, not my own. Those are all walking in his ways. I'm going to hold firm to this. Psalm 128.1, blessed is the man who fears God and walks in his ways. He, that means he lives and behaves in a specific manner. Obey shows up over and over. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. But you know what we have in our minds? It's easy to get, like, oh, I got, I got to obey God. It's this tedious thing. 
when God's up in heaven pulling for us. Have any of you seen a toddler, a little, a little baby learn to walk? Have, you, have any of you ever seen a, a little baby learn to walk? What happens when that baby takes their first steps? You go, huh, nice start. Have you seen anybody ever do that? Huh, that didn't amount to much. No, I'm serious. What do you do when a baby takes their first steps? <gasps> Everybody, come on. Yeah, look, come on. Am I right? And then the child gets startled and falls over. You ruined that child's moment. Come on. Come on. And then the child takes two steps and where you're still celebrating, right? You're still excited, right? Come on. This is a picture of God, how he delights every time we take a next step with him in obedience and honor him. God's up in heaven. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's right. That's my girl. That's my boy. Uh-huh. No, we don't think about God like that. We think, well, I get to one step. God's probably on me to take another. No, he's up in heaven rejoicing. He's up in heaven singing. He's up in heaven doing all these things. And everybody loves when kids start walking. Come on. And they're cheering and cheering until they go and they rip everything off the coffee table. And it's like, oh, you can't have that. Can't do this. Why? Because you're protecting you're protecting that child from things they can't protect themselves from. Am I right? So what if we approached obedience as if we're pro God's protecting us rather than controlling us? What if we looked at God as he's cheering us on way to go rather than, yeah, that's nice. See if that lasts. See, this is how we can approach it. Courageous faith is built on the obedience and just loving God. That's what it all is. Matthew 28. Jesus, like, listen, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all things that I command, that I've given you. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Isn't that a great promise? God's with us. Whenever God feels far away, I, this, these are, this is just one of verses, not the, but one. Am I walking in his ways? Am I identifying with him? Because when I go back to that, he feels close again. Wow. Yeah, Psalm 37, 4. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Eager, zealous, pleased. Come on. This is it. This is why I was created. I was created to be, to be with him, and it's a joy. This is my go-to. Come on, isn't this a good go-to? Love God. Walk in his ways. Hold firmly to him. Walk in his, delight in him. He delights in you. It's a delight. It's a joy. It's an honor. It's a privilege. There's a quote from a movie. Um, it's an old, old movie, uh, Chariots of Fire. And, and uh, Eric Little quotes in there. He says, when I, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. I believe that there's never, that, that one, I've, I'm never more like Jesus that when I'm, 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 I'm loving him and I'm obeying him and I'm walking with him and I'm serving him, I feel his pleasure. I want you this morning to feel God's pleasure through, through your joyful obedience. 
No, I want you to feel his pleasure. I want you to feel his joy. I want you to feel that sense that he's with us and he didn't forsake us and he'll never forsake us when I'm found there in that delight. I sense his pleasure. Love is the motivation. Obedience is the action and serving others. Courageous faith requires fully devoted followers. Come on, that will love God and, and walk in his ways, but last but not least, serving God. How do I serve God? How do I serve him? By serving others. Yeah. How, how is it evident that I love God? It, Jesus, come on, Matthew 22, love God with all your heart, soul, strength. Come on, love others. Yeah, loving others. Starts at home. It starts at my home. Hey, our home, this is what we do. We love God. We put him first. We walk in his ways. These are the ways. This is what's a done deal. We've decided what's a done deal at our house. We've decided this is what we're going to do. Because transitions require repetitions. We serve others. I'm here to serve other. See, what if I flip the script for you? See, most people see there's serving like the church or ministry, and there's people who get kind of paid for that. That's ministry. And then there's all the rest of us. What if we flip the script? And I don't know where you work. Maybe you work for Verizon or UPMC or construction or wherever it is you work. What if you started to approach, I work for this company and they pay me so that I can be a minister of the gospel of Jesus. They pay me so I can serve God. No, I want you to, I want you to click. I want, I want something to click today. That I do that and that's not my primary identity. I just happen to get some money from that source. But they're paying me so that I can serve God. So no matter what I'm doing, I'm serving God. Whether it's at work or at home or in the community or at PTA or at soccer or, or playing tennis or pickleball or whatever your deal is. No matter what I'm doing, I'm just serving God. And let my speech, let my attitude, let my behavior line up. Let it all line up and just say, let my whole life. And that's what we were singing about earlier. I lift my hands up and I lay my whole life down. Here's a verse for you. You might want to write down. It's Colossians 3. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. At work, let my work be done as unto God. When I'm at the store, let my heart be known. I'm a servant. I'm a servant of God. This is the go-to. In times of transition, Old Testament, New Testament, everywhere in between, this is the message. Love God with all your heart, soul, and strength. And that's demonstrated by everything we do. God, I just want my life to be lived as a demonstration. I want to walk in your ways, God. God, just show me your ways. Whatever you ask me to do. And I'm not going to be ruled by my emotions. I'm not going to be ruled by what I feel in the moment. I'm going to be ruled by what, God, what Jesus Christ has asked me to do with a pure heart and a good heart. This is, I'm going to serve him. Then, I'm going to serve him, walk in his ways, obey him, and watch what he will do. A test of your love for God is to examine 
how you love others. A test. A test of how we, is, for your love for God, is, it, is to examine how you love others. Oh man, it starts at, it starts at home. It does. When Natalie texts me or she calls and she says, hey, can you stop at the store and, and get this, get this for, for us and for our home? I'll say, okay, all right, send me a picture, send me a text. No. Yeah. Hey, babe, what do you need? It's us. Let's work together. Let's work, to, let's work together. Let's have a working relationship here. Same is true with God. I want my, my serving here to be a reflection of here. How many of y'all are encouraged today? Are you encouraged today? Hey, would, come on, let's give God a hand. Let's stand to our feet. Come on. Transi transitions shake us. It's always been said, you're either going into a, a transition, a change, you're in the midst of one, or you're coming out of one. One of the, one of the three. That's been said several, several different ways. You're always going through something. Let's allow it to drill down. Let's drill down on what matters. We're going to love God. Walk in His ways. Serve others. Whatever He says goes. Heavenly Father, I pray right now, Lord God, for this great group of people. God, I pray right now, Father, you would help us be a people who love you and serve you and know you and willingly walk with you, God. God, let today matter, Father, for eternity. Help us, Lord God. Let our roots go down deep into your word. Let our roots go down deep into who you are. And let us be found faithful to you, God. Day in, day out, Lord God. Every person in this room, Jesus. Before we receive communion today, I just want to stop for a moment and just ask you this question. Do, if you don't have a day, a moment, or a time when Jesus Christ became the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future, and you began a relationship with God, that means in the center of your heart, the center of your being. You can't exist without your heart. The center of everything of your life became Jesus Christ. I want to offer you today to do that. It's the best decision you could ever make in your life. Is Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for the things I've done wrong. Now, Jesus, lead me into my future so I can be a follower of you. If you haven't done that, that's the best thing I could offer you. And if that's you right now and you're feeling just a tug, there's something inside that's pulling and palms sweaty and your heart's racing and you're not sure, I just want you just to slip up your hand and say, Pastor, that's me today. I'd like to begin that relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ. Anybody here today, I just feel like I have to stop and say that right now. Thank you, Jesus, Heavenly Father. Thank you, God. Praise God. Good deal. The ushers are going to come forward. And what we're going to do, the worship team's going to lead us in a song. And what we're going to do is um, we're going to come down the center aisle. You can go off to the side. And there's a, a cracker, which represents the, 
the body, that's the bread, and there's a little juice, which represents the blood of Jesus. And you're going to come forward. You're going to get one of each. You're going to make your way back out the sides. Come back to your seat. We're going to stay standing. And what I want you to do is just hold on to this. Just hold it right there. As the worship team leads us in a song, you know what we're going to do? We're going to remember God's love today. How many of y'all want to remember God's love? I just want to remember his love. I'm just going to, yeah, so as they sing, and we're going to sing, we're just going to stand here and hold on. Just hold these and say, God, let me remember you today. Let me remember your love. And then you're going to say, in your ways, just between you and God, God, help me to walk in your ways. Help me to serve others the way you demonstrated. Then when everybody comes back to their seat and they're done, I'm going to come back. We're all going to do it together. And then I'm going to close up and complete verse 6 of the teaching. Bless you.